Welcome to the new normal from Spotlight On. I'm your host, Lawrence Purrier. My guest today is C.G. Young. Through his agency, C.G. Sports Management, C.G. connects his Olympic, Paralympic, and professional athlete clients with brands, speaking opportunities, and media outlets to help them share their stories and their skills with the world. C.G. and his team have created the C.G. Sports Network, which produces and airs daily streaming programming where U.S. Olympic athletes deliver a mix of special guests, prizes, and fast-paced workouts. In our conversation, I learned about CG's business and how the postponement of the 2020 Olympics will impact athletes, sponsors, and other events. Enjoy our talk. CG, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Um, thank you for making time. Yeah, absolutely. I got plenty of it. I understand. Can you give me an overview of your business? Yeah, for sure. So um, we're a sports agency. So uh, CG Sports Management is the company. Um, I'm CG. And, um, you know, we we specialize actually in Olympic sports. So this is uh, like a really crazy time right now to be in the industry. Um, But we represent United States Olympic athletes. We work with brands. We work with sponsors. Uh, we run events, and um, you know, we even we dabble a little bit in publishing and and all sorts of stuff. Um, but our main and core business is supporting athletes uh, with sponsorship and endorsements and their business careers. So when you say uh, I'm going to zero in on for a second, when you say you run events, what's that? What what form does that usually take, and how is how is that impacting you right now? Yeah, you know, I mean, probably the 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 highest volume of events that we do, I mean, are uh, either sports clinics or camps, you know, that oh. our Olympic athletes will run, um, you know, that'll bring in, I mean, sometimes a few hundred young athletes who, and even their parents and coaches, you know, who will want to be involved uh, with, with a lot of those happening in the spring, uh, like probably now and um, also in the summer and, and fall. What was your experience like um, in the run-up to the decision around the Olympic change? Um, you know, I talked to a lot of other folks in the sports world who said, you know, it seemed it seemed inevitable not only for the health reasons, but just for the inability to deal with qualifying rounds and to move people around. And I'm wondering how far in advance did it become clear to you that it had to happen? So I'll, I guess I'll kind of run you through maybe my 30 days leading up until, you know, they officially announced that, the Olympics were being postponed um, for exact, you know, for a year, meaning they 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 announced the date. Um, so I mean, in the 30 days leading up to that, we started to see competitions be canceled. Um, NCAA's being a huge one, you know, once uh, once women's NCAA's was officially canceled, that's when I really was like, oh, this this is not going to be good. Um, and this does not mean good things for, for the Olympics. I imagine that it is going to be delayed. Um, but, and at that point, that was about as much as I was able to speculate. But, you know, I think what people don't realize is the weeks leading up to that, you know, competitions are canceled, qualifying 
opportunities were, were taken off the table. But then training facilities started to shut down, started to close. And I don't think people realize what these athletes actually had to go through in, you know, the, the two to three weeks leading up to the IOC finally announcing that, okay, we are postponing the Olympics until the summer of 2021. I mean, these athletes were trying, were nomads trying to train wherever they could, you know, um, once, once, cause a lot of them train at high school. They train at universities and those facilities. Um, and so once those started to close, I mean, they were looking at private facilities. They were even, I mean, at one point we were calling, um, you know, like my, my team was reaching out to, uh, you know, higher income individuals who had pools in their wow. homes to see if our Olympic swimmers could go and train there. Um, I mean, that's how, that's how desperate it got, which was crazy. So, to go through all of that emotionally is very exhausting. And then the end and that result is the Olympic Games are now postponed, you know, to over a year is pretty traumatic. Yeah. Um, what does that mean for an, an, any individual athlete? What does that mean in terms of how their life and routine needs to change for the subsequent year? But then also, what does that mean for the cycle and the routine that an athlete would then embark upon if you were talking about another four-year schedule? Are there other events then that cascade, that have to move, that get shifted? Like what, what's the impact on the athletes in the broader sort of uh, sporting world competition? Yeah, um, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll answer the broader question first. So, I mean, obviously um, events are gonna have to be postponed and pushed back to accommodate for the Olympics. Um, you know, being moved. And I mean, the Olympics is the largest sporting event in the world. I mean, that's no small feat. And, and to, I don't really know how much they're going to be able to replicate it exactly. You, you can't just say, oh, we're, we're going to move this to next year and we'll see you there. It doesn't really work that way. Um, you know, uh, socioeconomically and, and, um, competition wise, training wise, it just doesn't happen. Sponsor wise, it doesn't happen. Um, so there is going to be, I believe there is going to, it is going to be a very different type of Olympics, uh, which is really unfortunate, you know, because Tokyo, I think was, is, will still do a great job. Um, but they were very prepared, you know, which, uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's still, there's a lot, you know, a lot of runway left. Um, I hope, but you know, as far as other sporting events, you know, world championships, um, for aquatics is supposed to be the summer of 2021 in Japan. And so I don't know, you know, yeah, I mean, so they're talking about, do we move that a few months? Do we move it another six months? Is it a year? I mean, it's, it's, it's just so much. So the domino effect is going to go on for, uh, you know, several years, um, for quite some time. And, you know, even, I mean, let's not forget the, okay, the, the summer Olympics are being pushed to summer of 2021. So that's July. But just remember, you know, the Winter Olympics are in, you know, uh, February of 2022. So that's, uh, that's a very quick turnaround time. Um, and that's going to be in, that's in Beijing, right? So it's, um, we will see what happens. I mean, I think as far as the athletes and their routine, um, you know, I was just talking about this with, with um, uh, another colleague in the industry. But right now, it, it, these athletes are still not able to train, you know, I mean, everyone's the world is waiting. And, 
and of course it is for uh, the greater good and um, you know we want to save as many lives as possible but I mean for these athletes it's they're still they're trying to train at home inside they're you know doing what they can and it's just that is going to be interesting and it it is going to have an effect so I mean I think routine wise I'm I'll go ahead and say I mean their routine is completely scrambled right so we'll we'll see yeah, and I, thinking about that before we spoke, um, it occurred to me, even for the professional athletes that may have to go sort of back to work sooner, it seems to me that um, there's going to be impacts around injury, just people's conditioning, their ability, you know, will the gameplay suffer um, because people might have to be more tentative or not play with the same intensity or being athletes, will they do that anyway and hurt themselves? It seems like it's not none of the none of the issues around the, the sort of shutdown and then the coming back afterwards are really on off switches yeah i i think there's two things you know coming back from taking an extended period of time off i mean i don't think they'll have to restart because these athletes have trained so hard and have built up you know such a strong foundation underneath them but you know who's to say um who's to say they're going to be just as prepared 12 to 16 months from now, you know, that they, in the exact same way, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, you know, that they were leading up to this. And there, there definitely is going to be a trade-off, um, you know, for, uh, for a lot of athletes. I don't know that it'll be the majority of them, um, but that's, uh, that's going to be interesting to watch and, and, you know, maybe even a little, a little hard to see, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious, does the delay like this impact the ability of, do we lose athletes for socioeconomic reasons, people who can't hold on another year? And, and what's that look like? Um, yeah, I mean, the, uh, I guess the, the reality is that there, there will be athletes who this was probably, you know, tw- summer of 2020, um, whether it's Olympic trials or, or the Olympic games, um, from, from many, many sports was, of course, you know, it was kind of going to be their, you know, their final note, right? And their, their swan song. Um, and will, we're planning on beginning jobs, um, school, uh, families, life, you know, right in the fall of, uh, of 2020. And so for that to be pushed, uh, for the games and, and the Olympics and Olympic trials to be pushed, I don't know that their plans for their life change, you know, just because the games, unfortunately, and then very sadly were moved. So uh, you, you definitely will have some athletes who um, are going to have a, some big decisions to make and, you know, some tough and unfortunate decisions to make uh, like we all do. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's just the reality of, of this. Yeah. And what have you been doing with the athletes you work with to either, keep busy to keep active or to find opportunity during this period? Yeah. So, um, we put together a, it started off with just one live webinar where, uh, we took one of our Olympic athletes and, you know, we, and this was before, this is actually before, you know, uh, the postponement and the announcements. Um, and we were just kind of sort of first to market with this where we just put together one webinar and invited, made it free, invited, uh, you know, anyone from the swimming community, sports community who wanted to attend. And we had something like 1300 people register for this live webinar and Q and a with Elizabeth Beisel, 
uh, who's a three-time Olympian. She just had a best-selling book on Amazon, um, and we hosted it for over an hour that, uh, you know, that went really well. And then after that, we realized, well, you know, the reality is, the reality is, is no one's really going to be out there right now doing events, appearances, speaking opportunities. So we should actually, you know, we have kind of a foundation here. Why don't we keep this going? Um, and so what we did is we actually just booked a whole week of shows that would just kind of recur every single week, almost, you know, sort of to like the network television approach. Um, and the response to the market has been great, you know, but it, yes, it's been great for our audience, great for fans of the sport, fans of the Olympics, but it has provided um, a nice little window for our athletes to stay out in the market, um, you know, stay out there. They're actually getting a lot of views and, you know, it, um, one positive is we are able to, you know, go to our partners, um, whether that's sponsors, whether it's endorsers or, you know, the people who support us and say, hey, um, yes, they're not in, they may not be in these competitions coming up as they're being canceled, but we do have the attention of several hundred fans um, for over an hour. And, you know, that that is a pretty powerful statistic. So we have been able to, I guess, pivot a little bit. You know, I don't want to give any, uh, you know, delusions of grandeur that, you know, that's replacing our core business, right? But but it has been able to be a very positive thing, and it's something that you know we're 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 pretty proud that we're able to offer into the community right now. Yeah, that's phenomenal. It it seems like it it checks a lot of boxes in terms of um doing something really positive for your community that you're part of, as well as um the individual constituents, whether it's keeping the athletes busy and engaged or um, bringing something back to the sponsors, who I'm sure are scratching their heads about how to reach audience right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it's, I will say, um, it has been a positive thing because we've been able, I think we, to, you kind of hit the nail on the head, sponsors scratching their heads of, okay, well, we had all this money tied up in, in the 2020 cycle and, you know, or do we just extend that out? What, what about, how do we recover some of the lost uh, media time or some of the lost exposure or activations? And so we've been able to, um, you know, package this nicely into a lot of our existing sponsorship deals, which really helped take the pressure off. I know that was something that our athletes were concerned about, obviously, and you know, our sponsors were as well from a standpoint of, we wanna keep supporting these athletes, we're behind them, but we also need to make sure that we can adjust as, with the business landscape, because they, you know, they have their own, their own problems that they gotta deal with, right? With their own respective businesses. So I think this was a nice thing, um, I know, from a lot of the sponsor calls that I had um, just in the past two weeks, this was a very nice positive thing that everyone was very proud of um, and wanted to be involved in and has definitely helped. And we've even been able to get some of those deals already confirmed to be extended through 2021. That's great. So um, two other questions about the sports network. Where, where do people go to view the content? Yeah. So they can go right to our website, uh, which is CG. That's just the initials of the company, CG sportsmanagement.com and uh, it's right there under CG Sports Network. Uh, they can follow they can follow us on social media and Instagram. Um, you know, maybe that's something we can include in the show notes or or whatnot. And um, you know, we've we've been able to form a nice partnership with uh, the company Crowdcast, which uh, they are the webinar platform that we've chosen to use. Um, you know, after doing some good research and reached out to a few different a uh, few different companies but uh, really like the team there the CEO Sai has uh, uh, I think is brilliant so that's that's actually been a um, 
a nice little new relationship that's sort of formed in this market where yeah. I don't know how many new relationships are forming these days. Yeah. And is it something that you'll keep going uh, beyond this period? Is it, is it a new business you're in now? Yeah. You, you know, it's actually, yes. Um, and I do want to say that we have done webinars in the past um, where we just kind of set them up as one-offs, you know, where um, we would dial in one of our Olympic athletes, whether it was to um, a corporate partner, you know, for like a lunch and learn, or, you know, maybe something motivational uh, at an event where they couldn't physically be there. And so we had set those up. So it, it, I guess it didn't come completely out of the blue. I didn't think we'd be running, you know, an entire network of weekly shows, bringing on special guests. And now we have, you know, I mean, we're doing prize giveaways. We've got episodes that are sponsored. I mean, you know, maybe when advertising budgets open up uh, eventually, we'll be able to, to do some of that. Um, but we, we had done a few of these in the past so i i knew that it it could work but the viewership obviously because everyone's now at home and able to tune in has really gone up um but yeah i i I do intend to keep this going and um you know one positive silver lining is that it has allowed it, it it's presented an interesting dynamic into how we can position and sell these athletes in the future because yeah you know this does allow us to sponsors are always trying to look at, well, how can we, how can we make the most of, the, of this partnership? How can we activate in different ways and do it in a cost-effective way that's going to really mean a lot to our people, to our employees, that we are supporting this athlete and, you know, being a partner of, of the Olympic experience, the Olympic movement in some way, shape, or form. That's phenomenal. What was your path into um, sports management? Um, yeah, I mean, I... I was a, you know, so I grew up swimming. Uh, that was my, you know, my sport um, and was definitely a huge fan and, and even kind of a nerd. But um, I always loved the Olympics. And so I knew, even from a young age, I knew that I wanted to be representing and working with athletes um, on the business side. I just didn't know that, you know, it would necessarily be under my own, you know, my own firm. Um, but as I started to kind of get in the industry and, you know, learn from other professionals, um, and kind of see how things were done. I started to put together the pieces and then finally decided, okay, time to go out on my own. And that's what I did. And kind of just like out of the movie, I mean, started off with like one or two clients and, um, you know, basically grew my business through word of mouth and, uh, you know, got to where we are, to where we are now. How long have you been doing it? I've been doing this for, so I've been, head of CG sports management since, um, uh, end of 2015, early 2016. Would this have been your first Olympics or have you, have you, have you had uh, athletes go through a couple of cycles already? Um, this would be our first Olympic cycle under CG sports management. I mean, myself professionally, um, have definitely been through, um, you know, an Olympic cycle before, uh, when I worked at, you know, other companies, but, you know, this was kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this, I'll just say it, this was going to be a big year for us. And I mean, I was um, literally up until about three and a half weeks ago. I mean, we were, we were cooking and we, you know, we, we still are. Um, but it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, 2020 was going to be a very good year in sports, um, you know, in, in the entire industry. It was, it was really exciting. And I could kind of see that coming from 2019 because we had more interest in companies wanting to do deals with Olympic athletes um, oh, wow. earlier, earlier 
than than I had ever really experienced. So, you know, that was a great telltale sign, which is, you know, why I think we have some of the partnerships that we do. And, you know, hopefully that'll be able to continue as we as we go on to the next summer. And hopefully that'll be here before we know it. <laughs> what do you what do you attribute the brand interest to or the, or the sort of increased interest? You know, that's a good question. I think from my point of view and, and from my experience, I think that sponsors are starting to and companies are starting to look for how can we integrate our brand story, um, you know, in a more customized way with an athlete or how can we do something a little more creative um, and who's going to be the type of athlete that's going to be able to be easy to work with to achieve those goals. And um, I think for, you know, for us, I mean, we, we did a ton of outreach a lot. We, we, we do some pretty aggressive outbound sales, outbound marketing to educate, you know, companies that probably were not thinking of investing in an Olympic athlete or even investing in sports for that matter. And, you know, we do set up our phone calls with them, um, our meetings, discovery, and we actually go through, well, here's the benefit and value that you could get. Here's how it would work. And, oh, you have this idea and um, you're looking for, you know, a representative to tie that into. Well, here's, here's how we would do that. Um, and that's usually, those conversations are always very eye-opening. I think the sponsors are, um, they, they get very excited because they, they didn't realize that, oh, wow, there's a lot more you can do than just slapping our logo on or, or around that athlete's brand. Um, you know, they're actually three, four-dimensional. So, so there's a there's a, a media savviness and a little bit of a marketing awareness now that has to be part of the um, part of the training for an athlete. They really have to understand how to take advantage of these opportunities. Oh yeah, they absolutely. Um, they need to understand uh, what it means to have a brand. Um, you know, uh, just because you are a professional athlete or an Olympic athlete, um, you know, yes, you have a platform. But there's a difference between having uh, a large following, a large audience, and actually having a true brand. Um, and I think that's one of the things I um, probably see the, the most of. Yeah. So if um, what's your crystal ball look like and what's it telling you in terms of what the first steps are going to be to getting back to normal in your world? And when do you think you're going to have athletes fully able to train and ultimately compete? Lawrence, I'm, uh, I'll shoot you straight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping for the best. And, you know, I, a lot of it will really rely on when people um, and audiences and customers could start kind of returning back to their normal society and, and some type of normal uh, lives. And then, you know, with that will come sports, right? I think what, what we kind of learned really is um, we consider ourselves extremely lucky that we get to work in sports, that we get to work with the athletes that we do, um, you know, because I think as we saw, um, you know, with the coronavirus, the, the first thing to go, first thing to get canceled, sports. Because it's an, it, at the end of the day, the reality is, is it's a nice to have, you know, it's uh, it's it's something that's kind of a luxury, right? And we don't always see it that way, but um, that's really that's really the case. And so I think as people start to get kind of their basic needs met and, and those can safe, you know, very safely be fulfilled, we'll start to see a return to sports. You know, if I had to put a date on it, I mean, gosh, I'd, 
I, I, I hope by August or September we'll, we'll start to see some, you know, some kind of a turn, um, you know, going back in that direction. I do think it'll take some time. I don't think we're going to see stadiums being packed anytime soon, to be honest. Um, that'll always be very sensitive. Yeah. And uh, one last quick question. For the, um, for the athletes that you represent, is it primarily swimmers or is it uh, across the board? Yeah, so we started off in swimming. Um, now we, uh, in addition to swimming, we have water polo, we have women's softball, um, we have a, uh, we actually have our first NFL player, Benny Fowler, uh, wide receiver. Uh, yeah, he's a Super Bowl champion. He actually uh, is one of the few, maybe one of the only players to catch a touchdown pass from both Peyton Manning and Eli. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. uh, that's a great piece with, of uh, trivia. Isn't that cool? Yeah, we work with yeah. U.S. Um, we have we have two amazing fencers that we work with. So, uh, and then we have our speakers bureau as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, we started from humble beginnings in swimming. Well, I think uh, the answer to that answered what was going to be my question, which was sort of how your athletes can get back to training. So most of these are not necessarily solitary athletes. They're playing either some type of a, in a team environment or in a small group environment. So the swimmer can to your point earlier, can find someone with a pool and swim a little bit, but that's, that's just keeping conditioning up. That's not truly competition level training. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's something in the swimming market they call your, your feel for the water. Um, you know, and that's, that's probably all that's really doing is just kind of your feel for the water, um, you know, and just keeping connected to it in some way. And, you know, I, I, I do think that a lot of these athletes are, I mean, you, you don't get to the Olympic level unless you have some bit of creativity and innovation in your game, you know, whether that's your team game, whether that's your leadership game or your personal development. And I really do believe that um, almost all of the Olympic athletes, uh, you know, the ones that we represent and, and even the ones that are, you know, from, from all over, they're going to find a way to make this happen. They're going to find a way to turn a really adverse situation where it probably feels like your back's against the wall and they're going to find a way to turn it to a positive um you know and i we, we were able to do that at cg sports just you know from a business standpoint um but that 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 motivation and that inspiration comes from our clients comes from our athletes you know it's it's um it's kind of our founding core value you know is, is we put the athletes first and that's everything we do but we also listen and learn from them and i mean gosh i know i've had times where i've definitely felt a little down, you know, during these past few weeks. And, you know, I'll call, um, you know, Mackenzie, who's one of our Paralympic athletes. And I mean, holy smoke, she'll, I mean, she'll motivate and cheer you up and then get you inspired and, you know, and then she'll go and train um, without even a pool to do it. in. so, you know, I, it, it, yeah, I, I believe that a lot of creativity will happen and they're going to use this time to improve on things that maybe they could not have improved on because they were had to spend so much time in the pool or on the field or in the gym. And I do think it'll come around in a very big way, you know, six months, even, even just a few months from now. That's great. That's a great note to leave it on. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. Thank you so much to C.G. Young. Thank you also to our editor, Craig Snyder. Thanks to Ant Taylor and the entire team at Light. 
If you would like to share your experience living in the new normal, hit me up at lawrence at light.com. That's L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E at L-Y-T-E dot com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and stay safe.